Hello and welcome to uh, this week's episode of the White Deer Filmmaking Podcast. I am Mark and I'm uh, speaking to Adam today. Um, I'm sorry Adam, I should have let you introduce yourself. I'm taking up all the the, the screen time here. <laughs> it's okay, time. I know my place. Uh, you know your place. <laughs> well, um, yes. Uh, welcome back to what we are doing is continuing with our Conviction Without Remorse series. And this week we are speaking about directing films. So quite a big one. Um, and this time we are speaking to a former podcast host who is actually, yes, a former podcast guest who is actually hosting this week. And that is Andreas Avgusti, who um, entered his film Petra into our festival and won the Best Horror Award. Um, and we wanted to speak to him because he, well, we just really loved the directing um, that he did with the film. And his film was set in the 70s, similar to us, so we thought there were a few parallels. Um, and we just really liked chatting to him way back when. I think it was you uh, and Al, I think, that talked to him the I first think so, time. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, and I think but really he has good a, to talk he, to, wasn't it? Yeah, he had a, a really good. Um, a really good grasp on directing I think yeah. and uh, uh, and we could see how he um, he'd be understanding of uh, of what we were doing and what we wanted to convey um, yeah. especially with the 70s element to his film as well um, and he also uh, he also joined us to give us some feedback on the first cut of the film as well so um yes yeah that he's uh, he he saw the uh kind of the first cut of it as well so um he's he's been really helpful um throughout the whole process uh, mm. so um as was it, his only... cinematographer i believe who also yes. watched it yeah that's right so the whole team um <laughs> is yeah. basically a good uh, sounding board for us um yeah and actually and their just, input really helped us improve it for sure so yeah and shows just how how uh, great filmmakers they are um mm. to be able to to jump over to our project and um mm. give us some feedback uh, and um and not uh hold back um give us some honest feedback and see like uh realize that we wanted to improve things we wanted to make it as good as it could be um mm. and yeah it's it's uh, it's great to have them on board and um and great to have andreas uh interviewing us here um and i guess in in particular al being the director um yeah. of our film uh, and and then we chip in as and when we we want to <laughs> yeah basically um but yeah well we won't um drag it on for any longer and we'll get straight to the chat remember to stick around for andreas's details at the end and also the conviction without remorse discount code yep so, and his details um, are in yes, in the uh in the show notes, show notes. Well. so Absolutely. you can follow him as we as we go through talking about this but uh which i would recommend um, because he's a great filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's um, hear him interviewing yeah. Al and us. Brilliant. Um, so, firstly, I would like to say, guys, congratulations for your film. Uh, thank, you. thank you for having me, for sending it to me to watch. And um, I, 
I really enjoyed it. Um, I found the conviction without remorse. Uh, I, it's a film packed with like great performances overall, and really captivating story uh, that is like always kept you like guessing what's happening, what's going to happen. Um, yeah, and I enjoyed how it was. It's um, I would say like a crime thriller, mm. but it has like a family storyline at its core which I really enjoyed that because it gives it like an additional like depth to the story and the characters and the motivations and all that. Um, and I really enjoyed the cinematography as well. Um, I really like some like all the close-ups that you had and the lighting as well and all of that I really enjoyed. So I have some questions prepared as well. Um, after my, my research and you know all that. So <laughs> the first question I will say, um, so it's for Alistair. Uh, so this was your first time uh, direct, like not producing while mm -hmm. directing as well. Mm -hmm. um, so this is something I always direct and produce and I'm really, I'm really curious to hear like how did that feel and um, how was the experience compared with previous films? Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, I think being able to solely direct this film was it was a massive bonus because you, you just take all of that logistical uh, sort of paperwork administration side out of filmmaking yeah. and as a director as you'd appreciate Andreas it's like it's you get to focus solely on creativity and it is such yeah. a you, you, because directing and producing are so, such different the such almost opposite ends of the spectrum um, if you're constantly having to jump between one or the other you can't ever fully focus, and and that was what was great about having Mark on this film as my as yeah. my running man, running man, wingman. Sorry, um, <laughs> sorry, Mark. <laughs> um, as as producer who did a, a fantastic job, kind of taking on all those roles and going above yeah. and beyond. Um, really, kind of, you know, in terms of the recruitment, acquiring locations. Uh, acquiring outfits, assembling the team, sorting out timings, and to not have all of those elements to worry about, it, it was it became so much. Everything was so much clearer then. I could I could work yeah. better close with the actors. Uh, me and Adam had more time to sort of work on the cinematography, um, and I think it, it it definitely made it a much more uh, enjoyable experience from my point of view. Definitely. So um, you you say that um, this affected you like working with actors then? Mm. So I think um, sort of being able to uh, take that time and, and so I mean what I always like to do is uh, in the run up to any um, film I sort of have like uh, Skype or Zoom calls now um, with um, with the actors of um, the films that we make, allow giving them that time to sort of get to know each other to get to know me. So we all understand each other's uh, yeah. styles and, and better needs. communicate as well. Exactly, exactly, yeah. and um, okay. and and it, it gives us time to sort of perform rehearsals uh, t for the actors to kind of get into those character zones to 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 kind of be be kind of what they are sort of written to be, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it's quite nice to be able to build 
on those relationships so that when you do come to set on the day, it is, it, you know, you're almost like family, like everyone kind of, you already have that bond already. Um, yeah. And I think that that definitely is, is kind of a, uh, a strength of that working with them in the in the pre-production process um and not having to worry about the producing side of it certainly Definitely, expands yeah. expands those relationships um both on set and off set so yeah yeah um i absolutely agree as well with mm. this um when i did petra i was always thinking more about the production and all that because i had there were so many things you had to do so yeah. many things and then you're um you know you need to also uh, rehearse with your actors and and speak with them and get to know them and all of that so it's mm -hmm. I, I completely understand what you're saying yeah. um <clears throat> I, I saw in the credits that you were also the editor for this um do you often edit your own films it's it's kind of it's it's one of those things that i i think I mean, I really love doing that. I, I love because I always think of myself as a um, like a big picture kind of director. Sort of, I'm always thinking, right, how is this going to end up looking in the final product, uh, and kind of piecing it all together. So, so editing in a way is is basically very satisfying for me because it's like putting the jigsaw pieces together. Yeah, and um, it's nice to see it come together at the end. Um, I think I would always like to edit my own films whether that will always be possible i don't know because i think sometimes um as a director you can get a bit um attached to your work yeah and to to therefore have somebody who could like a, a, a different set of eyes who can take the piece for what it is and offer suggestions and make severe changes which nine times out of ten are better for the film in the end product um th th i think that's definitely the benefit of having an external editor um but but like i say f for me personally I, I really do uh enjoy editing my <laughs> films and i think when the day comes i might have to let that go that will be a tough day but uh but but yeah it's it's always really enjoyable for me yeah i mean they say it's always um, a great idea to have uh, an editor on set with you mm -hmm. because an editor will know like you know like oh this is really it, it, this can work or this you know all of that or other technical as well with when you're filming so mm -hmm. i think i think it's you know um i understand you know that it sometimes especially when you you're editing a film at the end um you might get a much longer film or something like that but then if you have different eyes different views will help you to you know get a second or a third like opinion about it so yeah, yeah. but I, I think it's great that you're also you're editing your films as well i don't i don't think i would be able to, like i can i'm i, I can edit some you know in like some basic level myself not i'm not even close to like be able to edit like a proper like a film or something mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. That's great. I think that you're doing yeah. that. Um, yeah, I get. I mean, I so, usually get. Um, um, so so I, I would kind of almost like piece together like a rough cut, if you know what I mean. And then, yeah. um, and then afterwards, I'll uh, send it over to Adam. So Adam is the the second pair of eyes for me, who kind of goes over and does uh, all the polishing, the color grading, element elements of sound mixing, and and then has 
uh, in this particular film, then taking it on to uh, another team of uh, individuals who have covered the the sound mixing and and composing, yeah. um, and that that's great to have been able to. Um, to 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 pull so many different um individuals into the filmmaking process um and that collab uh, creative collaboration has certainly uh, um produced something great at the end so it's yeah it's, definitely it's, mm. it's been the biggest um, uh, post production that we've done i think mm. uh, uh that we've collaborated on together i, I think uh, getting uh it, it properly um sound mixed and getting a proper score uh, written for it um like a, a an original score written for it i should say um it it's been the biggest and most in depth that we've gone um in post production so i guess that you've uh, in some ways you have let go of uh the not the editing side uh, maybe just yet but the definitely the uh, the option to push it further and um and yeah. and finish off the sound a lot better than uh, maybe we've done in the past. Yeah, and I'm all right with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I didn't watch any of your previous films, uh, but from this film I can tell, uh, for example, when it comes to cinematography and the color correction as well. Um, uh, so, uh, Adam, you, you, made the, you did the color correction as well? Yeah. Okay, so something I really, really... Um, I appreciated, I would say, I would, that's the correct word to use, um, is I like how um, during the scenes when when there was the interrogation between um, <clears throat> between uh, Dominic and and uh, your character Mark, um, the barrister. That, yeah, the barrister. Yeah, and that was um, the close-ups were felt like almost claustrophobic. That I felt that was done on purpose to, um, you know, make you feel that what might happen to Dominique's character, uh, to, to Dominique, and uh, also the how the color was um, uh, like cold and bluish, and then in the other scenes that you know the since the flashbacks and all of that, like the color is so vibrant and and you know it's uh, colorful and warm, and even the the camera movement, the, all of that, it feels like it, you can breathe more when you're watching those scenes, which I really like this distinction between the two. And I think it juxtaposes, you know, what's happening and all of that really well. So uh, well done with that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you. That was big, big, big discussions that we had uh, at the, from, from the very start uh, led to creating that, um, so it's nice to hear that uh, it, it's worked for you and it's told the story in, in the way that we intended. Yeah. Um, it really did, honestly. Um, so my next question uh, is to Alistair and Mark. Um, so it's about casting. I saw you guys were uh, responsible for casting. So um, what were you looking for when you were casting your actors? so yeah i think um for this film i mean yeah yeah sure it it was kind of um i think from my point of view i was looking for kind of uh anybody who could portray these kind of um 
multi-layered, complex characters, um, and who could really bring life to those performances, who could take those characters, dig beneath the surface, and produce characters who who we kind of relate to, who feel human, who have their own needs and desires. Um, because also, as well, it's some some people might look at the film and, and potentially, if, if we'd cast wrong, you could take some of those characters and think, oh, well, they're just solely evil, or they're just, oh, they're the good person, or they're the victim. Um, but it, but it, it kind of needed to be more than that. They, they needed to be kind of... Um, you needed to understand the full identity that made those characters who they were. And that, and the, for example, the Brooke character, you know, from the outset, yes, she is manipulative. And uh, yes, you know, she obviously has a much darker side. But having the right character in those roles, uh, you, you kind of start to think and feel, actually... She's obviously been in a in a very difficult situation herself. She is mentally not in a good place. Um, her motivations, whilst twisted, perhaps come from a, a, a sort of an interesting standpoint. Uh, yeah. Same with Dom as well. Dom, Dom, classic example. That needed to be the right actor playing the dominant character as well. Again, very complex. And um, Christian Dapp, who played uh, Dom, did a, a fantastic job of... Um, sort of almost deceiving the audience you could easily assume at the very start of the film that he is a, a, an unnerving character you don't feel comfortable watching him and and you kind of you, you feel that there's something not quite right there and it's only as the film progresses that we understand that it's not the fact that he's just you know insane or anything like that it is just that he is he is the product of his environment um, yeah. And that's the same with with all the characters and, and Rita Sigmund and Simon Crudgeton who played their characters Brooke and James respectively uh, brought so much to the to the characters in that standpoint as well. Um, Mark, obviously, I, I would talk about the junior barrister, but I think I'd like to to give you the uh, the <laughs> honour of, of that. Um, that, that um, well, yeah, I mean, I completely agree with everything that Al's just said. Um, I think we knew very much that these characters were going to be complex um, and we knew that we would tell the story in 15 to 20 minutes and how much can you really show um, of a character in that time um, so we knew that we had to find the right people in order to convey that and the best actors can do that with a single look or um, just the the maybe the inflection that they put on their voice something as simple as just how they might say something in one scene to make it a 3D character um, something a bit more developed which it might never get explained but you don't need it to be explained because they can do it like I say just by looking um, or, or even by not saying anything at all by taking a pause or something um, and yeah I mean it was it, we knew that when we were writing that um, that we wanted, for example, the Brook character to be like a caged bird. I mean, and things like that. And we we didn't. I don't. We, I don't know because you Al, Al always sets a bit of a, a challenge for his, the actors in that they take a bit of the script and see what their interpretation of it is, but then also asks them to um, create their own work, their own 
a monologue or their own piece where they take the character and create something of their own just so we can get a further insight into what direction they are taking the character um, and I think especially for Brooke and um, Dominic so Rita and uh, Christian respectively it, it was almost like they'd both written the script with us because they just saw exactly what we were what we wanted um, just exactly and you know Christian brought this intimidating factor which we always wanted um, and Rita it was it was almost like she was made for the role which is kind of yeah. I think we even said what at one point like um, oh, what was it she said um, that the character speaks a lot to her and if you've seen the film that's a very worrying statement but obviously it's all in all the <laughs> It means that she can obviously get into the character's thoughts and yeah. feelings of, of being trapped or caged or, or something, which um, we didn't need to sort of go into it any detail as, as people. We could just let her explore the character in whatever way she wanted to. And it was that then that I think we've just from the outset, we just trusted them. Is that would you agree with that? We just trusted them like you. you it's now as much your character as it is um, as it ever was ours. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's also yeah. the same thing as to as to why it, it, you can sometimes find great acting talent um, just by not looking at previous material, not looking at showreels, mm. but giving them that opportunity in that moment to yeah. take a character that they might be perfect for and create their own concept around that character. Yeah. Uh, and, and then to, to be able to trust your actors to do that. Yeah. Um, I don't think Always. we looked at Rita's showreel at all, did we? No, not no. at all. Because um, you didn't need to, because once you'd sort of seen her, her mm. video audition, you just knew there and then, right, that's it, cast. And yeah. did, you almost have to, did you almost have to check whether you'd sent her the full script? <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did yeah, think yeah. at one point that, that she would somehow accidentally sent her the script because it was did just Did we literally so... say that? Yeah, we sent her yeah. the script. Actually. Yeah, because she, yeah. she just got it straight away. Um, yeah. So we, I think we were, I think part of it is always going to be luck, you know, who, who comes along, who auditions for you. Um, I mean, casting directors are often seen as the enemy, but really they just want to find the right person. Um, yeah. And fortunately we did, we found, found the right people. Um, and even with Simon, he'd actually joined the project a lot later. Um, but I think we just knew that what, you know he would be joining later but if we just said look are you interested in being a part of this that we've already established or we've got going we just could trusted we just trusted um that he would just come in and have this 3d developed character already um and he was perfect for it um so and he did a lot of reading yeah. as well didn't he he did yeah lots of research on uh, we didn't ask him to do anything really um, I know you had spoke to him mostly, Al, but we didn't ask him really to do anything. We just said, "Here's the script. Um, this is roughly who James is." Go, you know, uh, yeah. it's up to yeah. you now, <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. The strength, strength of his own yeah. initiative, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, even on set, he was reading um, a book on um, soldiers PTSD. returning from war, PTSD, and things. So, such a professional, even up to the day of the, the shoot. You know, he was there doing his research. No, I mean it. That's great, and all all of that shows in the in the end result. Um, 
uh, for me, I would say like the fact that this is a film based in the 70s, late 70s, and somehow the characters managed to be, you know, um, to speak to the audience now, like they, they, they're relatable. Even, even if, if it's a story in the 70s, it's relatable now because I, I think the, you know, aside of the actual story, the, 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 where the, every character, where every actor like took, took the source from, you know, the, the reason why they're doing things and all of that, I think that spoke and that was, that was very, um, like you, you made them a lot more relatable, I would say. And, and even if it's a film in the 70s. So I think that worked really well. That's why I wanted to ask about uh, the casting. So yeah, that's great. Thank you um, very much. <laughs> and uh, it's a good question because I, I actually think yeah. uh, that's one of the positives of Petra as well. Like there was uh, so many layers to the characters that uh, I think that's the reason why we sort of wanted you to do this because yeah, yeah I think Thank you. you have um, you and Al especially have the same kind of interpretation uh, and I think any good director has this desire to have a well-developed character um, no matter no matter what the plot is or the genre or anything like that yeah. having a well-defined character is should be the main point of a story yeah so um, for me it's like something I've I've learned from my films even from my previous film Forget Me Not um, when I was talking with the actress, uh, Sophie Brooke, I was talking with her and she was telling me like her interpretation and we were talking like we were filming the final scene of the film and she was talking to me and she was asking me some questions about, the, about her character and she was, when she was asking me something, she said, why don't I, why does this happen and why don't I do this? And when she asked me that, I was like, you're absolutely right. Like, why isn't her character doing this at, at the end? And that changed completely the ending of the film. And it worked in so much better after that. And that's why I, I after, after that experience, I was like, I always want to um, ask the, uh, the actors as well. I want to speak with them. I want to, um, you know, in, with Petra, like, um, I met with the actors for rehearsal the day before and they had the script and all that, but I wanted them to, um, you know, use their own words um, and not, not just because of the dialect and all of, to be authentic and all of that, but also because I wanted them to, you know, say these words out and see how, how it sounds and all of that. And, and w would that, is that something Petra would say, you know, and how, how Barbara interpreted the character of Petra. So that's why I I think this is this is the best thing to do, you know. You you get the best result at the end. And yeah. you you did some in uh, improv as well, didn't um, didn't you with the actors on this? Mm -hmm. It um, was yeah. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> that was actually going to be my next question. Yeah. So. Oh sorry. Oh. No no <laughs> no, that's great. So, so uh, the uh, use of improv was it? Yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 kind of one of those uh, uh, 
great things I love to be able to do is, is to let the actors like sound sounds silly but just to let them act um to, to give them that trust to basically say right okay let's take this one step further from you know you sort of taking lines from the script and, and performing them um how about you incorporate some of your own lines in a way that you feel your character will deliver them and then what this led to was two fantastic monologues from um Christian, when he's in the cell, uh, explains to the junior barrister about how he met Brooke and how sort of given given a bit of an insight into their deep relationship and how infatuated he is with her. Um, that was brilliant. And then secondly was uh, Rita's monologue at the end of the film as she's kind of um, saying all these lines to kind of get into Dominic's head and, and really kind of... Um, Pull on his heartstrings. Yes, yeah. Um, again, they sort of both prepared the. I mean, they had run it by me, and and I, and I was just like, well, yeah, let's let's roll the cameras and and see what happens, kind of thing. Um, and in both cases, it was great, and and it just just ra raised um, those scenes just above and beyond what they they could have been had we not included those those monologues um we've, we've actually yeah. prioritized those scenes in the end mm. um and they've taken up quite a lot of the runtime simply because they added to the characters so much that yeah. um beyond what the script did you know that these improvised scenes where we let the characters be developed by the actors do take up the vast majority of uh, some screen time so mm. it worked yeah but i think for for a story like in this film um, it, it's vital for the characters to, you know, to understand why they're doing certain things, to be empathetic to us and all of that. So we feel sorry for what happened. We, we can understand their actions and all of that. And I think that it makes it much more impactful at the end, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which works really well uh, in this film. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, I would like to ask the next, next question um, about um, production. Uh, so how was it producing a film in the late 70s? And um, like, what, what were your biggest challenges? Ooh, I think it would be a, a combination of um, uh, the right locations, the right costumes and the right look for the characters. I think that was, they were the fundamental th uh, three challenges we faced um, uh, sort of making this film. Um, and luckily, uh, through a combination of sources, we... We got the three fantastic locations, which were the courtroom, yeah. the jail cell, the magistrates. Yep, uh, and um, then Mark very kindly uh, got got us uh, into a um, a room above uh, his parents' pub, um, which we were able to completely renovate to to fit the seventies style. Uh, and we so spent Nag head. Yes, thing. that's it. That's I, I read it. Yeah. I read it in the credits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I think Mark w will definitely agree. I think it was th this has been the most ambitious uh, challenge in terms of production and production value. Um, yeah, I mean, mm. wouldn't you agree, Mark? It was it was definitely um, a definitely a challenge at times. Yeah, it it was. Um, we were very fortunate to um, sort have some of the locations that we did have. And it was only through, yeah, a bit of luck um, and very particular planning in order to 
be able to use them um but i, I think it allowed I, I don't know i've always thought that for you al it would have allowed you and the actors to almost especially the actors to 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 get into their characters a lot easier um and especially yeah. when we we did the uh the the pub scene uh well obviously um the living the living room scenes um just allowing the actors to be in the environment and then whatever you told them to do um then you then they would just be able to then uh almost be living yeah so they're so so immersed that they'd be living in this room this is their room um and it makes sense that whatever direction they were given it made sense to them because they they had become a part of this world um and i think after we were lucky to get the court room we and you always say this adam um get the courtroom then we got the um the cells we had to do something really good for the for the living room scenes which were filmed last in order to make it work um and i think one of the, the beauties of the, the 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 thing that connects all of the, the different locations together is like the shot choices um the close-ups for example and um yeah that's the sort of the style runs throughout the directing style runs throughout in these different locations but um yeah i think also some of some of the uh production design that we did um some of the things in that living room scene probably um weren't even seen on camera certain things uh, were maybe just seen in the background or not um, not fully made to be uh, shot like up close or anything, but I think that also just helps to um, to build the world that the characters were living in. And also, we really didn't want to be um, like confined to shooting to to just like two walls of the of the room kind of thing. We wanted three hundred and sixty degrees um, of, of room to actually shoot in and not be limited whilst we're on set really and uh, I mean all of that it, it, you can tell in the film you the world you build um, it you know it, it feels like the 70s from the you know all of the the, the environment to the uh, the costumes the, the even the makeup of the Brooks makeup it's very 70s like late seventies makeup, I would say, and um, the costumes as well. Um, you know the 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 is that what is that called? Like a wig, the the one that uh, the barrister wore. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, we actually did have this explained in the film originally. Um, it's what was it? Is it? It's, uh, it's an original. It's the horsehair wig, I think it was originally uh, mm. from. Was it the nineteenth century? Al? You did. You you put this in. So yeah. So eighteenth probably. Um, yeah. yeah. So the person that uh, gave us the concept for the film uh, was a former QC, and they had all this gear. So it is all authentic. All has been used in the kind of environment wow. that we end up using it in. Um, and like like I was saying before, there's lots of things which were which came together very. Um, through through i guess once you 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 learnt one thing and once you tried one thing 
other things sort of fell into place because you know they gave us the concept for the film um, and then I shared that on to Al and then Al said he knew of this location um, and then the QC um, they gave us the idea who also plays the judge in the film um, yeah. he was like well you can use all these costumes I've got them all um, you can use this room you can yeah it, so it, it, a few things really worked out well which we were very thankful for um, we and should I think thank Ella as well we should uh, just absolutely. because yeah absolutely. we we never get round to it unfortunately so yeah uh, Ella, Ella was our um hair and makeup artist who we I mean we we said to her like we're doing the 70s um can you do it <laughs> can you achieve that look um uh and she was I mean there was very little that we had to explain she was like yeah I, I just bring me the actors, make sure they have yeah. long enough hair, um, and I can just do it basically. Um, and the wigs so, as well. That and the wigs she helped she with provided. all that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But she is really the one responsible for Brooks' look mm-hmm. um, in her uh, Cynthia LaBelle um, kind of uh, photo shoot scene. So, mm. in terms that, of makeup, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Mark also sourced a lot of the, uh, or all of the clothing as well. So yeah. that's thank you to yeah. Mark as well. Well, we'll, well we've got, uh, we've actually, um, we're chatting to uh, another, uh, someone later, just on the art direction as well. Um, and it's, it's quite, it is just, a, it's like the first time that we, I think as a three all did that to a, to a, an, an extreme level because we had to otherwise we wouldn't have been able to do it in the time period that we wanted to um, but I think it almost I, would, I don't know if you'd agree with Al so taking that side away from you Al not in the way that it was out of your control but also the admin work of not having to so we knew that we wanted the right costumes but so that you didn't have to take time away from the creative decision making in order, you know, and let someone else do that. So that just let the direction be done by you. So if, yes, uh, as I think, remember, an alternative was like, so here are some um, clothing options for the character of Dominic. What do you think? Do you like any of them? And if so, which one? And for, for which point? So you make that decision and then I'll just handle like buying it and uh, getting it delivered and everything. Um, so I think that, it's, it's just very strange, like taking things away from somebody's um, responsibilities lets them lets them just be freer, um, which mm. makes sense. Obviously, having less work yeah. to do allows you to focus more. Um, but yeah, it's. I hope it helps. <laughs> I hope it Definitely. helps. Definitely, Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I think when you like delegate and and you trust people that they they mm. feel that this project is also theirs and they will, yeah. you know, they know what's best. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, I think it's, that's when you get like the best result at the end. Mm. Sure. Yeah. They put more heart and soul into it when the, yeah. the, the more attached they are, the, the more, mm. um, they also want to see the, the exactly. film succeed mm. uh, as much yeah. as, as much as you do as a director. So yeah. that's, uh, that I think was... you can achieve that. That is a, the real yeah. gold standard. Yeah. And that was throughout the whole of the, cast and crew as well like just uh you couldn't have got a better group of people albeit a 
Uh, it was a fairly small cast and crew, really, um, but uh, but everyone really cared on set. I think there's not one person that was holding us up or mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way down uh, to uh, like our production assistant as well. Everyone just worked, just they cared so much on it. So yeah, mm-hmm. I I agree with you there, Andreas as well. But also just to add, like, um, as much as we, we definitely tried to take away responsibility where it wasn't, it, where it shouldn't have been um, and really been focused on that, we did try and make sure that um, we had plenty of meetings together so that we, as a three, were all connected and we all knew exactly what was going on at different times yeah. and we all could we all could run through whatever tasks we had to do um, from a point of... Like just friends as well like you know it's it's nice to know that as a group of three people you're achieving something which you know it, it, it is a difficult process and going back and thinking wow that was a lot of work um but it was all of it was incredibly fun and i think in many ways that just comes from the, the, the kind of um like just from the top in the in the way that kind of the Al always likes to let people do what, you know, he trusts people to do what they do best so that there aren't any, there isn't any friction. Um, And it's always kind of like, we always know that if we want to present our ideas, then we can do. And if it's not right for the big picture, then it's not right. But at least you have the option to to, to say what you want to, because you think it might help. Like, as Adam was saying, right, even like throughout the whole cast and crew everyone had their input even down to production assistants just people were able to just say i have this idea it might not work but here it is and you know other directors might take a different view of that they might you know have to have a very particular view of what's going on and they don't want to be disturbed that's i wouldn't say that's your style al but i would say it's a benefit of that is it is a creative um, collaboration as opposed to um, a, a one one person creative monopoly vision. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, basically, yep. yeah, yep. yeah. So, um, yeah. so this kind of brings me to my next question. Uh, so, you guys, you have you worked before in in, in previous films together, mm-hmm. yeah, and like, have you have you always worked from the first film? Have you always worked? Um, uh, so well together. Oh no, but we hate they... each other. We hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> it was it. It's kind of it kind of grew quite naturally mm. um, from the very first uh, from the very early days. The first film I co I was a co director on on the first film I worked on, um, and Mark was one of the lead actors in that film. Uh, and since then, m- me and Mark have always worked as a kind of uh, director actor kind of collaboration on quite a few projects after that that mm. that kind of happened quite naturally there were quite a few parts that I, I wrote with um mark in mind as the as the actor playing those so that that kind of grew quite organically um and adam i met a few years later um and sort of uh, we kind of both found out at this meeting that we we were both doing something similar um and so Adam got involved in one of my other films, uh, Voice of Belief, and then subsequent But not films. as a not as no. a DOP though. 
just no. assisting. Um, but subsequent <clears throat> films after that, he took on the the, the DOP mantle, um, and it was kind of from there, having the three of us working together, um, has... I don't know, I, th- I think we obviously must be quite well aligned in our thought processes, because... Uh, a lot of what we do is is it feels quite natural uh, when we're all on set together. We we kind of have a a shared vision that that seems to have we've both we've all sort of individually thought, and then it's nice to have it kind of reaffirmed when we're together as a three. Mm. But each of us with our own unique spins that we then feed into the, together. the product exactly yep yeah so it's yeah it's 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 nice to have that foundation to work from basically but it has been growing for a couple of years mm. well uh maybe three years for you and mark but i think a couple of years for us too yeah um, so it's taken a while to get to this stage and uh, mm-hmm. i think just before we started this project we were um we were working on a film called the prison and um that uh, really like solidified that we we could do something really good out of this, um, and that was also the the one where uh, maybe um, Mark was seeing that it, that uh, that he could potentially take on some of the producing mm-hmm. um, duties off of Al, uh, and I was seeing that I needed a bit more time with Al um, uh, in terms of the working on the cinematography so uh, all of those things kind of um were kind of i guess at the a crossroads of what to do next and um uh, and it just kind of seemed right that we'd uh we could kind of fill in the blanks and and uh try and do something of of a good quality that would actually show off um all of our separate areas of what we mm. we could do, uh, and that's kind of what where this film was born out of, and hopefully what it achieves. But it was a it was a big um, I'd say uh, from from Al's point of view, might be totally wrong, but it in my opinion it was it was very um, I think generous of you to to allow us the chance to be a bit more involved in obviously what would was. Um, you know, fresh air films and media very much was your uh, baby. Uh, your you started it, everything, and to that point, it very much been you um, doing nearly everything. <laughs> so um, to 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 allow us to to be involved on a greater level in a way that would take some elements out of your hands, I think was a brave thing to do, but also a generous thing to do, um, and obviously. Since then, um, I think it's achieved good things um, and allowed us all to grow and develop. And um, yeah, it's just out of the idea of taking a chance, I guess. Um, so, well, I guess thank you really for that. It's, it's kind of, well, yeah, it's all right. No, right. I mean, it's, it, Andreas, I don't know if you sort of um, agree, but on your sets, you know, when when it's kind of low budget films, people aren't really getting paid as such for anything you want to make sure that everyone is getting something out of that and and, yeah. and that is yeah it's, it's kind of giving them those uh, 
those windows to play around with and and to um, experiment with their their individual crafts um, to to really kind of boost their experience um, and and I think as a director you're also kind of a leader but you should as a leader you should probably always try and eat last um, in yeah. the fact that everyone else you, you give everyone else the opportunity to eat first um, to to sort of grow and uh, and and gain experience from that point of view, um, and then seeing that happen, as as a director is quite fulfilling, um, because it, it again it, it produces that end product that is is above and beyond the standard that even you could expect at, at that stage, kind yeah. of thing. Mm. I think it's a, it's a very nice way to put it, the way you described it now. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. No, I'm. I mean, all of that it it shows in your film, and you can tell that everyone involved had put their heart and and soul in this film to make it like the best as possible. So I think that's very. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. So um, okay. I'm like, sort of. Like what's the final question I had? So, um, what's next with conviction without remorse? Ooh. After like you've done it now, so what? What's coming? Like, yeah. Well, um, we've got our the film's about to go on the festival circuit. Obviously, we'll I guess uh, um, we'll see what happens with coronavirus and what how that impacts the festivals. Yeah. Um, but also, currently, as a as a, as a small bonus. Um, me and Mark are currently co-writing the feature version of Conviction Without wow. Remorse. I think uh, we're about halfway through that at the minute, aren't we, Mark, of the first draft? So yeah, yeah, we are. I mean, we. I think we, we said this last week that actually the short film. Um, now we have more chance to develop a few areas um, and to go into more detail from a directing point of view. Yeah, actually, we have a lot of the material already, or at least a lot of the character work is done. Um, so it's exciting, actually, to be able to expand on what we already have, because um, that's quite a rare thing to be able to do, because a lot of it's about having to make it shorter and more concise. Mm -hmm. But actually now we, we are allowed a little to make <laughs> it bigger and grander and things. Yeah. But No, I mean, it, yeah. you can tell it's a kind of film that... In, in the feature form, it can it has the potential to to grow and expand. Mm -hmm. So as a feature, it's I mean it's a different it's kind of a different feel from a short film, and um, in a way that in the short film you have to like only find the the small things that will help you build the story and the character development. But in the fe feature, you can give so much more uh, depth and mm -hmm. uh, backstories and all of that that you don't have the time to do in the short film. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, it's, it's great that you're doing that, actually. Mm -hmm. It's really good, yeah. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely them. very yeah. exciting. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, have you ever guys have done a feature before? Not yet. Yeah. So it's, it's <laughs> one we all want to tick off our uh, yeah. uh, bucket lists, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Al's written, you've, uh, you've written at least one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, is it is it is it just the one other at the minute? Yes. So, yes. Um, yeah. There's a an, another film I've, I've directed previously called Between the Divide. I've got a, a feature version written mm. for that now, 
um, which is uh, close to being almost ready. And then, and then, yeah, then this one that me and Mark are currently working on. So, so yeah. It's, is, it, is your plan then to film this script of the feature version? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Sort of, if if we can, um, sort of get get a, a a budget and make it a bit grander, um, that would be a real, mm. a real exciting thing for us all to do. Um, mm. I think it would be. I think. Would, do you think it will help having the short, the short version uh, handy so you can show? Uh, to people and get people excited and oh, get yeah. people yeah. on board yeah, yeah. with sure, the, sure. the bigger project. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it, it's it it, it uh, the short um, really complements. Um, it's it's such a great like treatment for a feature. Um, I, yeah. That I think I think people will will see the short and 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 will want to see more and want to see that story expanded. Um, Absolutely agree and, with that. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Mm. Yeah. It's what I thought as well when I watched when I watched the the short. It you can tell that so much, like there's a lot more storytelling you want to say as well with this, and yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's great, especially if you manage to use the the same cast as well, mm -hmm. because it works mm -hmm. really well with the cast. I didn't know the characters and everything, so and Absolutely. it will be. I'm. Best of luck with this. Uh, uh, I think it's it's a great idea. Thanks, Andreas. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Um, I think I think I've I've asked all the questions I wanted to. <laughs> cool. Uh, I wrote down all of them, uh, and um, thank you guys for having me and for answering all the all all of my questions I had about this film. Um, thank you. I, I really enjoyed watching it and uh, best of luck with the festivals and uh, with your uh, the script for the future version as well. Thanks, man. Thank yeah. you very much. Well, thank, thank you for you. taking the time to speak to us as no, well. Yeah. Really appreciate it. No, yeah. no problem at all. Thanks very much for listening. Um, another good i mean we say that all the time don't we is that is that given now <laughs> another good episode i uh, liked it well, anyway yes so did i and it's always like because i was the first time i obviously got to speak to andreas properly um and i because I, I listened to your conversation before and i it, it, i just really wanted to chat to him myself and obviously got the opportunity now and yeah just a really nice um discussion about filmmaking and directing um so Big, big kudos to him and a big thank you for coming on and helping us out, really, and mm. everyone involved with on his team that helped us, you know, make our film better. So, yeah, yeah big thank a you. A very intelligent uh, filmmaker mm. and director, mm. I would say. Um, yeah. And yeah, go follow him. Um, do we have it? Do you have we um, his do. details? Yes. So you can follow him and also his uh, film so they have um andreas has a twitter account which is if you search for andreas augusti um and the film has its own twitter account which is petra movie um and andreas has an instagram page which is andreas underscore augusti with spelling all put in the show notes so you can just copy and paste as um you know if you want to um Anything else to add before we, we remind people of the code? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just a, again, a thank you uh, to Andreas. Yeah. Um, and we look forward to seeing what he creates next. 
Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and hopefully we'll get to collaborate with him in the future, that'd be really cool. Um, but anyway, the series code, um, which, let me remind you, is 15% off as opposed to 10% off, and that is off any entry into our festival. Um, and it's running throughout this series. Um, it's a bit limited, there's only 50 uses of this, so get in quick if you want to use this. Um, and the get code in quick because the, the, uh, this year... Oh, true. It's coming yeah. to a close soon. It is, isn't it? Yeah. So if you want to be entered into our annual awards for this year, um, which details of that will be following very soon in the next couple of days, um, then absolutely get in quick. Um, but if you're ready, the code is WDPODCWR891. One more time. WDPODCWR891. Okay. Perfect. Brilliant. Well, we'll see you all next time. Uh, we'll be continuing the series and we've got another guest host on. So thank you very much for listening and have a great time until then.